Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, welcome to The Edge. It's a Wednesday from the South Point Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Matt Humans here. JVT is going to join us soon from the Mountain West Tournament at the Thomas Mack Center here in Las Vegas. He's out there watching the final moments of the uh, New Mexico Nevada game that tips off the action in the uh, Mountain West. Again, for the second day in a row, we have a major trade in the NFL involving a quarterback. This one, not as big, but it still is, uh, is, is going to cause some uh, minor adjustments in the NFL futures odds and win totals uh, for this season. And it's also going to have a ripple effect because the uh, quarterback market's going to be active this offseason. We've obviously seen that the last couple of days, even though Aaron Rodgers is not on the move from Green Bay. Carson Wentz is going to be the first quarterback in Washington Commanders history. Uh, the Commanders pick up Wentz from the Colts. They, the teams exchange second-round picks. The Colts also pick up, I believe, another second-round pick and a third-round pick. Anyway, it's basically just a, a swap of uh, some uh, second- and third-round picks, and it's a, a deal to get the uh, Carson Wentz contract off the book for the Colts. The Commanders need a quarterback. And the Colts are going to go forward with, you would think, either Jimmy Garoppolo. uh, I I think Jimmy Garoppolo or Mitchell Trubisky. And I'd probably make Trubisky a slight favorite uh, of the two. I think uh, Frank Wright, the Colts coach, wants a little bit more mobile quarterback. So I think Trubisky could be on the move from Buffalo to the Colts. But anyway, not a major move in terms of the odds. Ben Fox of VSEN tweeted this out today. And uh, these are the odds moves. After the uh, Wentz trade, and I, I think some people joke that 
after the commanders picked up Winch, you could bump their odds up uh, from 50 to 1 to 100 to 1. But at Caesars Sportsbook, the, um, the odds stay static, 60 to 1. DraftKings goes from 50 to 40 to 1. Uh, Superbook, Westgate Superbook in Vegas from 60 to 60 to 1. So you see that this is not a uh, seismic move in the offseason with uh, Carson Wentz going from the Colts to the Commanders. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see, though, what the Colts do next. And uh, like I said, I would make Trubisky a slight favorite over Garoppolo to be the next uh, Indianapolis Colts quarterback. All right, uh, let's uh, transition to college hoops here. We're going to join JVT in about 10, uh, actually about 12 minutes out of Thomas Mack for the end of that uh, New Mexico-Nevada game. But last night, the West Coast Conference title game in Vegas went down to the wire. It went down to the wire for the point spread decision anyway. Chet Holmgren did not have a big game for the Gales. Eight points and eight rebounds last night. But the Gales had uh, two steals late in the game. They pushed the margin up to 12. It was a pretty tight game most of the way. Pushed the margin up to 12. And for some reason, I have no idea why, and JVT is going to be irritated about this, Gales coach Randy Bennett ran up to sideline and apparently was telling his guys to foul. And they fouled with 12 seconds left in a 12-point game. And, uh, of course, I, I believe it was Julian Strother stepped to the, stepped to the free throw line for um, Gonzaga, missed the first, made the second to put Gonzaga up 13 as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. And then, of course, St. Mary's bricked the uh, final shot. So if you took the Gales plus 12-and-a-half, there were some spots out there where you could have had 13. Again, getting the best number, very important, especially in this case. But most spots had 12-and-a-half. So if you played the dog, you probably came up a half point short in this one. And that's a bad beat to take because there's no reason, absolutely no reason to foul when you are down 12 with 12 seconds to go. But the Gales did it last night and screwed their betting backers in that 13-point loss. Gonzaga is going to be the top overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, the draw is going to be announced su- Sunday afternoon. I'm going to be right here at the South Point Sportsbook and uh, tune in from 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific because I'll have uh, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, uh, Vinny Maiulo, Richie Bachelary, the whole crew here from the South Point that's going to make the opening numbers on the uh, NCAA tournament games. You're going to join me in studio. Tim Murray, Stormy Bonantoni are going to be at the Circus Sportsbooks. We have a three-hour extravaganza for you when the uh, first-round tournament matchups are announced. Sunday in the opening lines go up. I'll be right here at the South Point Sportsbook. Also a bad push last night, and I was uh, irritated by this one because I had South Dakota State minus 165 to win the Summit League, and uh, that bet was safe late in the game. South Dakota State up two, then up four. North Dakota State had a shot to uh, cut it to one or two points in the final seconds. The ball rims out. There's a fight for the rebound. And for some reason, a ref calls a foul with three-tenths of a second left. I took North Dakota State plus six as a little bit of a uh, hedge to try to hit a middle as well. So it looked like it was going to be set up to hit both bets. Of course, the foul with three-tenths of a second left. The Jackrabbit, who went to the free throw line, hit both free throws. And they win by six. So that was a bad push last night if you had North Dakota State because it looked like the Bison are going to have a great shot to win that game down the stretch. 
And uh, South Dakota State scores the final four points, including two on free throws with three-tenths of a second to go. All right, let's update what's going on in uh, college hoops today. And I'll, I'll first go to the ACC because Syracuse blew out Florida State. And there was a minor move this morning on Florida State from a one to one-and-a-half point favorite. I didn't necessarily agree with that. I was on with uh, Scott Seidenberg last night on the look ahead, and we talked a little bit about this game. For some reason, it's hard to explain, but Syracuse has got tournament magic. And uh, Jim Beheim does it again with Buddy Beheim and the Beheim brothers. They blow out Florida State this morning, 96 to 57. Florida State closed a two-point favorite here at the South Point, opened a one-point favorite. Never a game. The Orange who were embarrassed by Duke in, uh, their, let's see, I'll say the last week of the regular season at the Carrier Dome, bounced back tonight with a, or this morning, with a 39-point win over Florida State. Nice job by Leonard Hamilton having his guys ready to play in the uh, ACC tournament. A quick update on what's going on out at the Mountain West right now. 18 seconds to go. Nevada up on New Mexico, 79-72. to 72. Nevada just made two free throws. And uh, New Mexico has missed a three-point attempt. It looked like uh, looks like Nevada might be going back to the free throw line. So up seven, and I believe that's the final, and that's significant because it's either seventy, I believe seventy-nine, seventy-two is the final. This number closed six and a half. Uh, it was four and a half last night. You saw it go to five and a half overnight. Closed six and a half today. I actually took six and a half with uh, the Lobos, thinking that was too much of a move, and they lose by seven. Uh, so. Two free throws, it looks like, by Nevada with uh, 30 seconds to go in this game. It lands on seven. JVT is going to join us at uh, 1.15 to preview the Mountain West Tournament. Uh, we've got much more action. That's the first game to tip off. A little bit of a tough beat there if you had the Lobos. They were up one at the half and outscored by eight points in the second half at the Thomas Mack. Uh, so I lost with the Lobos there. I did take a, a small long shot play. On Nevada to win that Mountain West tournament at 75 to 1 odds. Wolfpack finally healthy for Steve Alford. And it looks like uh, this team's got a chance to make a run with uh, that guard play and the sharp shooting guards, including Grant Sherfield for the Wolfpack. Looks like Sherfield had 27 points today to uh, help the Wolfpack get that seven point win. Uh, I talked about the ACC tournament before that. I've got several conference uh, tournament futures. The first one decided last night was South Dakota State, minus 165. Duke also on my list. I've got Duke at minus 125 to win the ACC. Uh, in Vegas, we got a few tournaments, including the Mountain West, Big West, the WAC, and the Pac-12. I do not have um, – I did not bet the chalk in the Pac-12 tournament. Take a quick look at that one uh, right now. The Pac-12 tipping off uh, today with uh, Arizona State – in action. I'll give you a score update on uh, what's going on in that game right now. But Arizona State and Stanford, the first game in that one, just underway in the second half. And Arizona State's up 34 to 27. Sun Devils closed as four point favorites in that game. And Bobby Hurley has got the uh, Sun Devils playing surprisingly hot basketball here late in the season. Circus Sports had Arizona State 115 to 1 odds to win the Pac 12 tournament. I had to take a little bit of a shot on that myself. I did play Oregon at 22 to 1 as well, but we got some bad news if, um, if you got any sort of future on the Ducks. And it has to do with uh, their star point guard, Will Richardson. Roxy Bernstein of ESPN and Pac 12 Networks was on with us yesterday. And uh, Roxy talked about some. Uh, 
information he had on the Oregon side, which uh, discouraged you if you wanted to make a futures play on the Ducks. And uh, Will Richardson, he said, was not going to make the trip with uh, Oregon to the Pac-12 tournament, and that turned out to be the case. So very good info passed on by Roxy yesterday with uh, the Pac-12 tournament. I've got the quote from uh, Dana Altman talking about how it's going to be a big setback for the Ducks. Unfortunately, I can't find it uh, right now. I'll look for it. But um, Dana Altman's a guy known for late-season uh, runs with the Ducks. Uh, looks like it's not going to happen here. I've got the, uh, the talk uh, from Dana Altman about Will Richardson, who did not travel to Vegas due to a non-COVID-19 related illness. Quote, he hasn't been himself for a while. He's fighting this for 10 days. We finally got him diagnosed right, so he's going to be out, and it makes a difference. Uh, it's tough on him. It's tough on our team. Will Richardson leads the Ducks with uh, 14 points per game, 3.6 assists. Oregon was about 22-1 to 1 going into the tournament, and tonight a nine-point favorite over the Oregon State Beavers. Uh, I might be crazy, but I took uh, nine and a half points with the Beavers uh, tonight, a 3-27 and 27 team. Oregon State won one game in the Pac-12. If you remember last year at this time, the Beavers made a Cinderella run through the Pac-12 tournament to win it and get in the big dance where uh, they made another run to the Final Four. But Wayne Tinkle has gone from a dream season to a nightmare in Corvallis. The 3-27 and Oregon State Beavers tonight as nine-point underdogs against the Oregon Ducks, who will be without their starting uh, guard Will Richardson, their top scorer. Let's take a quick break. We come back here in a couple minutes. We're going to have uh, JVT join us. College basketball is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games with zero sugar and unbeatable blends of vitamins, nu nutrients, and caffeine. The perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com. This is The Edge on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, our tournament betting guide, and more for only $19. Get analysis from the experts, JVT, Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops-Peterson, Tim Murray, and more. They have insights on every key team conference player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to vSend through April 5th for only $19 at vSend.com slash madness. It's Vegas madness. Five tournaments in uh, Las Vegas this week. One that wrapped up last night, the West Coast Conference, Gonzaga taking down St. Mary's. And that was a bad beat if you had St. Mary's plus 12 and a half. And JVT joins us now from the Thomas and Mack Center at the Mountain West Tournament. JVT, was it a tough beat if you had New Mexico plus six and a half in this seven-point loss to Nevada? Yeah, I, I got to say it kind of was, right? They lead 30-21 uh, right near the end of the first half. And then you look, Jalen House gets his third foul right there. He gets pulled out. Everything kind of slips out from there. And then at the end of the game, House, who was kind of the hero humans, turns it over. And then, of course, you know, you lose it on some shots at the end. So I, I wouldn't call it a bad beat, but it's definitely a tough beat to swallow if you took New Mexico plus the points. And it inflated nine nonetheless, too. Got up to six and a half more close. Yep. Six and a half. That's what I took when it finally got that high. And they lose by yep. seven, of course. And uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. We're going to have a lot of these games if you bet this week and next week to come down to free throws and fouls 
and things like that in the final minute. Uh, you're going to have some random results. JVT, what did you take away from the first game? Grant Sherfield of Nevada, 27 points I think he finished with. And the Wolfpack team finally healthy. Uh, Steve Alford's team, 75-1 to odds at circuit to make a run to win this tournament. Uh, what do you think of Nevada's chances going forward? And give me your general bracket breakdown here from the Mountain West. I know you like Boise State to win it. Yeah, I got to tell you, you know, you, you, I was kind of perplexed by the line movement this morning, right? And I kind of got it to a certain extent. You mentioned it. You know, that is finally healthy now. Cambridge and and when you have Sherfield back together, and they're pretty dynamic. And Sherfield today was fantastic. You mentioned the points, had a couple of good defensive possessions against House himself, which ultimately led to Nevada covering. And I got to say, this is three consecutive covers now for Nevada as they move on to the next round and take on Boise State. I think they'd be relatively dangerous. You have really good guard play. You have size up front. I still think that Boise State has the size to match up. But I think overall, when you're looking at it, I think you understand kind of why there's some market support there for Nevada in terms of now being fully healthy and capable of playing. But you mentioned it. Like, I, I like Boise State. I, I like the way that this team matches up on their side of the bracket. You're going to get Nevada here uh, They if they move on. We'll get the winner of Wyoming and UNLV. I think it's a much more favorable side of the bracket to be on as opposed to the side with Colorado State and San Diego State. The Aztecs are playing extremely well. So I think for me, when it comes down to it, it was part of the draw for Boise State. It was the matchups that they would have, but it's either UNLV, Wyoming, and of course now we know it's going to be Nevada, and then avoiding a really hot San Diego State team to the championship round if they make it that far. So I think Boise State, you just got them at like plus 310, some spots run under that $3 mark. I think Boise State is going to be pretty live here to win this thing. It's shocking, right? The regular season champion is going to be live to win the tournament, but I like what Boise brings to the table. We had six teams and single-digit odds on the futures when you're looking at the Mountain West. Yeah. That's why I thought it was hard to find value. I, I think it's going to be a Boise-San Diego State final. Uh, tell us what games you got coming up here next at the Thomas Mac, and, and if you like any bets. Yeah, so uh, coming up next now, we get uh, we can see Air Force and Utah State. Uh, they'll play up coming up in a couple of minutes. And it's pretty interesting because, you know, you and I both know, and for those who don't really follow the Mountain West, you know, Air Force has had some wild results here at the Thomas and Mac during the uh, Mountain West Conference Tournament. And Utah State, I think, has been a team that really hasn't been, like, impressive uh, this season so far. You've been, but, like, this Air Force team, as we know, the way they run this offense, right, this Princeton-style offense, defensively, you have to be really patient. There's going to be a lot of screens, a lot of back cuts. And Utah State can do that. But I think Air Force, when you look at the way that they have covered some of these numbers, winning against the spread in conference play, I think they're going to be pretty live here. It's up to 14 and a half. I think I'd rather be on the side of the Air Force Falcons just because I think that's hard to defend for a full 40 minutes. And I think Utah State has been seen, by the way. They lost to Air Force earlier this year. I think they'll have a tough time covering a big number like that. All right, that's Jonathan Von Tobel from the Mountain West Tournament. He's up there in his exclusive luxury box reporting right. for v What are you standing out in the concourse? Are you about ready to get a hot dog and popcorn or what? I got the uh, the almonds, you know, like the the sugar almonds that are over here. Smell pretty good. You know, I just wanted to see the people. Yeah, that's a, it's a pretty live atmosphere. By the way, I mean, for those who don't know, New Mexico, the, the fans travel. There was very much a pro New Mexico crowd in this game. Humans, it was a good game to start too. It was a really fun one. Yeah, it was a lot more fun if you had the uh, if you bet the yes. Lobos in the first half when they led by one. Not if you took six and a half when they lost by seven. All right, let's take a quick look at tomorrow's games in the Mountain West. And uh, you talked about Wyoming and UNLV, essentially a pick em game here. These teams played at the Thomas Mac a week ago. Uh, you and I both bet UNLV in that game as a one, one and a half point favorite, and the Rebels won 64 to 57. The Cowboys have lost 19 straight games to the Rebels in Las Vegas. Are you going to bet UNLV again tomorrow? No, I don't think I am. And part of it is, right, when you have guys like EK Maldonado who are just really good in the low post and UNLV, you know, while they defended them extremely well, you know, humans, you and I talked about this after that game, 
they kind of got away with some things. You know, I don't think Ham's going to have a dynamic offensive performance like he did that first time around. And with Bryce Hamilton, the way they defended him, I thought Wyoming did an extremely good job. Uh, it was blitzing him. It was doubling him. It was getting the ball out of his hands. It was, if you're going to beat us, it's going to be everybody else. It's going to beat us and not you. And ultimately, that's what happened that time around. But I'm not sure it's the case the second time around. I think you see a similar defensive game plan. And while they have lost, was it, 19 straight here against UNLV, this is a neutral now, human. So this, this is something completely different. Uh, but no, I, I think Wyoming just matches up a little bit better. And I think they get a little bit of revenge here when they play again tomorrow. All right. What else do you see on tomorrow's schedule in the Mountain West that intrigues you and uh, that you might play uh, at the betting window? Well, I, I got to tell you, actually, not even tomorrow, humans. Or, uh, today, mm-hmm. the late game, we're going we're gonna to see Fresno State uh, in action today. And they're taking on San Jose State. And I, when you look at this matchup overall, right, because we know that arguably the best player in the Mountain West is going to be playing that game. It's Orlando Robinson. And the San Jose State Spartans don't have any answers for him. If you look at the two games you played against them, 49 points or 48 points on 18 to 39 shooting. He's really dynamic. He's great on the glass. In one of those games, they get eight offensive rebounds. To me, it looks like a spot where Fresno State's going to be able to play pretty well here and I think win comfortably against San Jose State. And, too, by the way, when you look at it, Spartans also have some injury issues as well. As we know, Trey Smith hasn't played since February 5th. So I think it's going to be a tough matchup. It's kind of a chalky play, but for that one, uh, that was where I laid the points. I put all these write-ups, by the way, up on Beeson.com. That's where I was on that game. I think Fresno State's going to be able to walk out of this one relatively unscathed against San Jose State. All right. Yeah, Orlando Robinson, uh, man, he had a big game against uh, Wyoming last uh, week yep. in Laramie when the Cowboys were uh, three, three-and-a-half, four-point favorites, one by four in overtime. And um, San Jose State won one game in the Mountain West, and that was a blowout of New Mexico up in San Jose. Tim Miles is going to have a tough job turning that program around. He's got a star freshman in Omari Moore, but I don't know if he can keep him. Somebody might, somebody might steal him off the San Jose roster this offseason. We'll see. Uh, okay. Quick thoughts on the uh, Pac-12 tournament, because right now Arizona State's up on Stanford. And uh, what's going on at T-Mobile tonight? Are you going to make your way from the Thomas Mack to T-Mobile? I'm going to try to, fi- I'm gonna try to uh, attend the Friday night games in the Pac-12 tournament. But uh, we've got some good ones out there. And right now Arizona State up on Stanford 50-35 to uh, midway through the second half, JVT. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, Matt, like the more we talked about that, and I know we had Brian Edwards on who talked about Arizona State being live, the, the more I really looked into it, and the Sun Devils, I think, are going to be a, a pain in the butt uh, as you move forward here uh, in this tournament, mainly because I was surprised to find out they were third in Pac-12 play in defensive efficiency, right? And defense travels. Like, they can play extremely well on that end of the floor. And you saw it in a match like this. If you just watched, you know, it's Mount West play. But the defense for Nevada was so much better in the second half, keeping, the, keeping New Mexico out of the paint, not allowing them to get to the free throw line, not allowing them the easy shots. Arizona State's going to be able to do that. So, like, big picture-wise, I think Arizona State's going to be pretty live here. But it looked at the rest of it. You know where I went right away, man? Washington State's an eight-point favorite over Cal in that game. And it's just, for me, humans, it's, again, going back to what we talked about with the Cougars. They are really live when they're catching points. We have seen down the stretch here, and we, I played, we both played them in that game against Oregon State at the end of the regular season, right? When you're laying some of these big numbers, 8, 14, 12, they just haven't been able to get there. On a neutral lane, a number like that, I was looking to play against Washington State later tonight. All right, tell me if I'm crazy. I took uh, nine and a half points with a team that's three and 27 tonight. What do you think? Uh, I don't think you're crazy. I don't, I don't <laughs> think you're crazy in any way whatsoever. I think that would be Oregon State, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as Roxy Bernstein said on our show yesterday, Will Richardson, the Ducks point guard, did not make yep. the trip to Vegas. Uh, the leading scorer for the Ducks is not going to play tonight. He averages 14 a game. Richardson out. Oregon still a nine-point favorite over Oregon State. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like, at some point, right, 
when you look at a team like Oregon, the way that they've been playing and the way that they've been failed to live up to, live up to expectations, and yet the market human still has respect for them. We see this all the time with certain teams. There's this market perception that they're better than they are. Like, lick your finger and test the wind, and I think you ask it, and be like, oh, Dana Altman will have them playing really well now. I think at this point we haven't seen it. And, by the way, Oregon State has been a sneaky, solid cover team down the stretch. You mentioned that game against Washington State that we just saw. I think it was three out of the last five that they covered somewhere in that range. And they've been catching some big numbers, and this looks like one of them on a neutral site. Yeah, and the Beavers lost a couple of overtime games, including one to USC. Hey, in the last 30 seconds, any other college best bets you have tonight? Uh, no, not so far for tonight. I was going to look uh, a little bit later in the uh, NBA card, too. There's a couple of games there. But in terms of college, uh, I was kind of focused on Mount West and Pac-12 so far. All right. I'm going to try to make it out to the uh, WAC games at the Orleans Arena tonight. We're going to take a quick break here on The Edge. We'll rejoin JVT to talk the association in the next seg- segment. Russell Westbrick and the Lakers in action tonight in Houston. you got 12 games on the NBA card. We'll be back to break those down with JVT here in a few minutes. This is uh, v the Sports Betting Network. This is The Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Book your best. Draft your best with the Just for Men March Basketball Series. Draft a winning lineup and two free-to-play contests for your shot at a share of 10000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash JFM now to join the action terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Again, that's DraftKings.com slash JFM. DraftKings.com. All right, let's go out to JVT at the Thomas & Mack Center. Uh, for the Mountain West Basketball Tournament where um, Nevada has taken down New Mexico 79-72. Wolfpack is six-and-a-half-point favorite in the opener. Uh, we talked plenty about college hoops. Let's talk some NFL, JVT. Your favorite team, the Colts, traded their quarterback. I know you're going to be tearful. You're going to say, that's my quarterback. They traded Carson Wentz to the Commanders. He's going to be the first starting quarterback in Commanders history if he makes it to opening day. How do you feel about the trade? And who would you rather have as a Colts replacement, Jimmy G or Mitchell Trubisky? So I think it feels pretty good, right? Like the the fact that they recouped some draft compensation, man, after shipping off a first-round pick for him. And if I remember correctly, it's a couple of thirds, right, that they get back. Right. So I think you kind of got to feel relatively good about what you get back for a guy who played, like, okay for them. Like there were some really high highs for Carson Wentz, but the lows were insanely low. And the last low we remember was that Jacksonville game. So I think – like thumbs up for what they were able to get back for. But as far as next year goes, if I'm picking between those two, because I don't think those two are the worst options in the world, but if you give me a choice, I think I'm still going to go Jimmy Garoppolo. Like if you look at his peak as a quarterback and the structure of Shanahan's offense and how well he has played at times, leading him to a Super Bowl, going to another NFC Championship game, I still think that's a relatively solid option for him. So give me Jimmy G between the two. But if you gave me Mitchell, uh, you and I talked about it a couple weeks ago, I think I'd be perfectly fine with that too. You know, I, I lean Trubisky, so I think we're on different sides. Yeah. I, I like Trubisky because of his mobility. I think there's more things that Frank Wright could do with him in the offense. We've kind of seen Jimmy G's ceiling. I'm not sure we know what Trubisky's ceiling is with a better coach, a better play caller than he had in Chicago, talking about Matt Nagy. Now, Trubisky also could blow up in your face, too, uh, right. if uh, you pull that experiment. But anyway, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the quarterbacks in the uh, offseason, obviously, a lot's happened here in the past couple of days. Let's get to the association tonight and talk NBA betting. 
JVT, you've talked a lot about the Pistons. Uh, the Pistons hosting the Bulls tonight. Do you think the Pistons are live dogs in this game getting six? So this, we're reaching the end of the run here. For those who don't know, six and two straight up, eight no against the spread for the Detroit Pistons now in their last eight games. have been an incredible run. Last time we saw them, it was an overtime win over the Atlanta Hawks as a seven and a half win underdog. But Matt, injuries are starting to catch up with them now. They lose Isaiah Stewart the other day to a knee injury for the foreseeable future. Their starting center, Killian Hayes is banged up. Frank Jackson's out of the lineup too. So while I do think you still have Kate Cunningham, you still have Sadiq Bay, and Kelly Olynyk as your starting center actually really increases your offensive efficiency. It very much hurts your defensive efficiency, but you're a better offensive team. In a matchup like this against Chicago, you can still, I think, be pretty live here. So for me, it's going to be Pistons or Pass. I want to see what the market does. Maybe if it gets a little bit higher here, uh, because, again, Killian Hayes questionable. So if he goes out, maybe get a little bit more on it. But when you look at Chicago, now we're talking about Matt. 0-5 straight up against the spread. Their defense has been atrocious, well over 1.1 points per 100 possessions allowed. This is just, again, kind of similar to Atlanta. It's a highly power-rated team that is not playing like it should. So I think it's going to be the Pistons again tonight. All right, this is a good matchup, but I don't think it's one of your best bets. But how about the Suns in the heat on South Beach tonight with uh, the heat laying four and a half? Yeah, and see, here's the thing. Jimmy Butler, questionable. He's got, I think it's like a, an illness or something like that from what it sounds like. And you look at it, too, you know, the rest of the guys will be available. But it's just, when I look at Phoenix humans, and I wrote about this the other day, it's I'm not sure what to make of them on a night-to-night basis, right? Because there's a couple of nights where their defense has been atrocious, and they need Camp Johnson to score a million points in the fourth quarter, hit a bank shot to beat the New York Knicks. Uh, they can also beat up on some really bad teams as well. If Jimmy Butler plays tonight, uh, I'm going to say that the Miami Heat are going to be able to take care of business here defensively. They should be able to lock down a short-handed Phoenix Suns team. They've been training very well at home. And while their offense, Miami, struggles in half-court situations, they shouldn't be bogged down too much by Phoenix. So it's four and a half right now. I'd expect to get like five, five and a half if Jimmy Butler's officially announced. All right, total 220 right there. How about the Hawks and Bucks? Any thoughts there with uh, Milwaukee, a four and a half point home favorite? I'm just really interested to see like what kind of game we get from Milwaukee. Like, and from Atlanta, too, because Atlanta, by the way, so I mentioned that loss to Detroit. This team is kind of hanging on the edge here, guys. I think they're like a game, game and a half away from falling to 11 to the Washington Wizards, who got Kristaps Porzingis back the other day. He's playing, actually, some pretty good basketball now that he's healthy. So, you know, you talking about it a lot, Matt. We're getting a desperate dog here tonight in the Atlanta Hawks. But what does that mean? You know, I'm desperate to win a lot of money, too. It doesn't mean it's going to happen sometimes. And when you look at Milwaukee, they blow out the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have that massive comeback against the Phoenix Suns. I think the urgency is starting to pick up here for the Milwaukee Bucks. So I had to lean here toward Milwaukee, but I'm more fascinated to see how the Hawks respond because they're not playing good basketball right now, and they're on the verge of missing the play-in, let alone the playoffs. Uh, that's true. How about uh, the T-Wolves laying doubles to the OKC Thunder in uh, Minneapolis tonight? So this is this is great just because – so I wrote about this for Points for Weekly this week, and it just kind of touched on it, but – the, the tanking teams, Matt, they're few and far between now, right? Because there's less uh, there's less reason to tank. Take the Pistons, for example. They're still in that top, their bottom three range, right? Because remember, the odds are all the same for the top pick. So they can afford to win some games and play really good basketball. Thunder don't care. The injury report for Oklahoma City is really long. You got guys like Josh Giddy, you have like I think it's seven different guys that are out for this game right now, including Lou Dort, too. They don't want to win these games. And so they've been playing really poorly. I mentioned the blowout to Milwaukee. Now Minnesota comes in. They're capable of blowing them out, but you got five guys listed as questionable. So if all those guys play, Oklahoma City and Portland are the two teams that I'm willing to swallow a lot of points against here down the stretch or use them on, like, you know, their opponents on Moneyline Parlays, the tankathon thing that Gil used to do, right. if you really want to do that sort of thing. But they're bad, man. They're really bad. All right, T-Wolves, 14.5-point favorites there. You say a lot of points. Is this a lot of points? Utah Jazz laying 19.5 to the Trailblazers in Salt Lake City tonight. What would you do with this? Dude, I, I mean, look. 
So there does come a point, right, where you reach too far in one direction because this Portland Trailblazers team is atrocious. We're talking about a net rating since the All-Star break of about negative 30. I think it's like 29, 28, somewhere in that range. Under, well under a point per possession, well over 120 points allowed for 100 possessions. Center position is a nightmare. But at some point, Matt, when you're talking about like these, getting a 19 and a half, like you're just going to stumble into a cover in the end of the game, right, when the Utah Jazz are up by that much and have all the bench guys out there. So at this point, right, you, clearly the worm has turned here for the Portland Trailblazers. You might be able to get away with playing 14 and a half with Minnesota, but 19 and a half, you, you scare me off of there for Portland. That's a huge number. That's a huge number yeah. for the association. How about Wizards and Clippers? What's wrong with your Clips? Uh, they are three-and-a-half, four-point favorites over the Wizards tonight in L.A. Yeah, you know, the offense just kind of disappeared, and that's not surprising, right? You know, they went through this stretch right before the All-Star break where their defense came back in a really big way. Well under, I think it was like a defensive rating of 102 in the last six games. But they're a team, Matt, that's relying on their jump shooting and their three-point shooting. They don't have a lot of guys who can create within four feet of the basket. So then it just relies on are you hot tonight or not? And I think that's kind of what we've seen over the last couple of games. And that's kind of hard to handicap on a night-to-night basis. I always tend to lean toward Los Angeles in situations like this, mainly because they play really good defense. But at the end of the day, if they're in, this is a pretty poor defensive team in Washington, so you can probably see it tick back up. But if they're missing their shots, you'll be able to tell early whether or not they're going to be live tonight. Yeah, I, was, I was surprised the Clippers uh, got blown out. Uh, by the Knicks on uh, Sunday night, yep. and uh, never even made a run in that game. The Knicks were three and seventeen in the previous twenty games going into that one, before they blew out the Clips. All right, save the best for last year. How about Russell Westbrook and the Lakers laying six to the Rockets in Houston tonight? Uh, any thoughts on the Lakers Rockets matchup? Look, the, the Rockets, to give them credit, have been feisty, right? They beat the Memphis Grizzlies outright on Sunday night. We see them get off to a really hot start, and they get push on a number against the Miami Heat. So Houston has been playing extremely well. I'm just I'm wary of just in situations like this laying points to Los Angeles. They just they're very poor defensively. Their offense is disjointed at times. You have no idea off the court what kind of noise this is all bringing to this team, Matt. To me, the Rockets are past who all of a sudden have some flight left in them. We saw we didn't even see for like a 12 game stretch where they lost all 12 and covered one of them. So to me, it'd be the underdog or pass. It's just you're not good headspace with the Lakers at this point right now. Uh, that's a good point. Also uh, in the ACC tournament now. Five seconds to go, Boston College and Wake Forest tied at 70. Give me an update on that. JBT, we've got a question here from Joey, the Greek 77 on Twitter, and I think it's um, a timely question because what happened in the first game of the Mountain West Tournament where you are today, he says, uh, Mr. JBT, can you provide your take on betting first half First halves in college basketball. I hear other handicappers say it's more of a true number, no late game fouling, and uh, et cetera. I have thoughts yeah, on that, too, I, because I think in the NCAA tournament, I'll play a percentage of every underdog I bet on the first half number because we see a lot what happened today where New Mexico led by one at the half, getting six and a half, and loses by seven. Your thoughts on playing first halves? Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with your sentiment, Matt. Like, if there's a live underdog to me, I'd be looking in that direction and you know, like a case in point today, like New Mexico gets off to that really good start. And they get off to, I guess I call it like a fraudulent start because they were shooting extremely well, but they were giving up a lot within the interior. So to me, it's like if there's a live underdog first half, I think that's where I'd rather go because at the end of the game, when more possessions just means more possessions for the better team to pull ahead eventually. And I think that's why I'd rather back underdog in the first half. All right, that's Jonathan Von Tobel out at the Mountain West Tournament. The Thomas and Max Center JVT in the last uh, 30 seconds or so here. Sum up uh, some of your college best bets coming up here tonight or tomorrow. 
Yeah, I think when you look at it tomorrow, I do think that uh, Wyoming is going to be a really good play there against UNLV, getting some revenge. And later tonight, I'll, I'll lay it with Fresno State. I, I don't think that the uh, San Jose State Spartans have an answer for the big guy down low for the Bulldogs tonight, Matt. All right, JVT on Orlando Robinson and the Bulldogs as big favorites tonight at the Thomas Mack. That's JVT from uh, the Mountain West Tournament. All right, thanks, man. We'll t- catch up with you tomorrow. Talk tomorrow, man. We'll be back out at the TNM tomorrow for uh, more Mountain West action. Quick break here on the edge. We come back. We'll finish with uh, best bets and look at some more conference tournament plays. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the edge on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're back with Best Bets. This segment of of The Edge is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths. So you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Go to zen.com slash find to find a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find warning. This product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Again, ZYN.com slash find. Let's get to uh, best bets, and uh, then I'll give you an update on the ACC tournament game that's uh, in overtime as we speak. Uh, JVT last night in the NBA took six with the Pelicans against the Grizzlies. That's a loss. Uh, that drops him to 70 and uh, 58 for the season against the spread. Still a very uh, solid spread record in the association for JVT. What's he got tonight? Let's take a look uh, at the edge best bets. JVT tonight in the association is going to play. Uh, does he have nothing? No new plays in uh, the association tonight. If you want to find his uh, NBA market report, go to vcin.com. We just did the breakdowns of several key games. He's got 12 games on the association card tonight. Uh, he just talked about those in the previous segment. And uh, his market report goes up early in the morning on the website vcin.com. Uh, he had a bad beat last night with St. Mary's plus 12 and a half. I, I can't emphasize how enough how ridiculous it is for teams that are down something like 10 or 12 points with 10 or 12 seconds to go to foul. There's no reason to do that. Last night, Randy Bennett appeared to tell his guys to foul down 12 with 12 seconds to go. Uh, The Zags made one of two free throws, won the game by 13. If you had St. Mary's plus 12 and a half, that's a bad beat. And just a really dumb decision to foul by St. Mary's last night. I saw the similar thing happen early in the season in a UNLV-Michigan game here in Vegas where uh, Rebels were down double digits with about 10 seconds to go and fouled on purpose and failed to cover the spread because of the two free throws that were made after the foul. You screw your betting backers, and it's just dumb to extend the game when you're down double figures with 10 seconds to go. Stop it. Uh, Boise State, 3-1 to one or so to win the Mountain West Tournament. That's JVT's uh, top conference future, and he's in trouble right now with Wake Forest. He bet the Demon Deacons 10-1 to to win the ACC tournament. Here's the update. Boston College, a 10-point underdog, is up on Wake 75-70 with two minutes to go in overtime. Uh, That's in the ACC. That's the second game today. In the first game, Syracuse 
blew out Boston, excuse me, uh, Syracuse blew out Florida State by 39. All right, let's get to my best bets. Uh, last night, had a loser with Cal Baptist, minus six and a half. The Lancers from R- Riverside, California, led by 12 in the second half, and they blew it, and they were lucky to hold on to win 81-80 last night. The Lancers are going to be back in action tonight at Orleans Arena. I'll probably go out to watch that game in the whack. Uh, had a winner last night with South Dakota State in the Summit League tournament, minus 165. And I pushed on that North Dakota State plus six bet. So last night was a, was a, was a wash, 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Uh, Today, I've got two plays. And uh, one is Oregon State plus nine against uh, Oregon in the Pac-12 tournament tonight. And uh, Butler plus six and a half against Xavier in the Big East. So a couple of plays today. When I talk about this uh, Butler play, I like the dog here. And the Bulldogs are going to be somewhat desperate dogs. They're, they're very similar to Nevada. Steve Alford's Wolfpack team, uh, never really fully healthy until the end of the season. I feel like that's the case you've got with uh, Butler right now with Bo Hodges, Chuck Harris, Bryce Golden, Bryce Enzi, all those guys are back on the floor for Laval Jordan and uh, this Xavier team's found ways to blow leads and blow games all season. Last time the Bulldogs and Musketeer, Musketeers played in Cincinnati February 2nd. Butler lost that game by two points. I took six and a half with uh, Butler tonight. In the Pac-12, and I wrote this up um, today for uh, vcin.com. I don't love this play because it's uh, about as ugly an underdog as you could possibly get. But Oregon State, a 3-27 and team that won the Pac-12 tournament last year, is in action tonight as a nine, nine-and-a-half point dog. I took nine-and-a-half with the Beavers. It was reported yesterday. Roxy Bernstein of ESPN and Pac-12 Network was on the show with us. He said, Will Richardson's not going to make the t- trip to Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament. Richardson, the Ducks point guard and leading scorer at 14 points per game, has an illness, did not travel to Vegas. Uh, so the Ducks are going to be without their number one scorer tonight. They could still win this game, obviously, but Dana Altman, the coach, pretty much admitted his team's chances of making a long run in this tournament. Um uh, are very short, and the Ducks won them five in their last six games, have not won a game by double digits since February 3rd. I think it's easy to forget that Oregon State made that big run in the Pac-12 tournament last year, the Cinderella run, because the Beavers are 3-27. and But like I talked about with JBT, they continue to give a great effort for Coach Wayne Tinkle, despite the disastrous record. And the Beavers have lost overtime games recently to USC and Washington State. I think they're going to show up to fight tonight. Uh, I'd be disappointed if I'm wrong about that. So uh, taking the points with the Beavers in the Pac-12 tournament tonight and uh, with the Bulldogs in the Big East today. Butler plus 6.5, Oregon State plus 9. Uh, let's get to uh, conference tournament futures. Uh, Duke minus 125 to win the ACC. Syracuse is... Uh, Blowout win of Florida State sets up a game tomorrow, the third time this season. The Orange Blue Devils will play. And uh, Duke embarrassed Syracuse at the Carrier Dome about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, this is going to be an ACC tournament uh, double revenge spot for Jim Bayheim and Syracuse. I think Buddy Bayheim's going to be on the floor. I would assume so. It looked like he threw a gut punch to a Florida State player today. I don't know if there's going to be any disciplinary action for that. I played Villanova plus 150 to win the Big East tournament. I'm a big Colin Gillespie fan, Jay Wright fan. 
I think the uh, Wildcats get by UConn in the bottom half of that bracket. In the top half is where you have Butler, Xavier, and the number one seed, Providence. So I took plus 150 with Villanova. A couple of chalk plays there. In the Mountain West, there really is no chalk. I guess you would call Boise State or San Diego State to chalk. Both are about 3-1. to I took plus 325 of San Diego State to win the Mountain West tournament. And the uh, Aztecs have by far the most success of any team in the Mountain West tournament in the past uh, 15 or 20 years. The number two scoring defensive team in college basketball. And uh, Matt Bradley has been on fire uh, for the Aztecs on the offensive end of the floor recently. So I like the Aztecs going into the Mountain West. Also played Michigan minus uh, one and a half over Indiana tomorrow in the Big Ten tournament. Hoosiers need to win to get in. And Jawan Howard returns for the Wolverines. I'll talk more about the Big Ten tournament here in a second. The Players' Championship, best bets. Colin Morikawa is my uh, favorite play here. I got him at 17-1 to at Circa, up from 16-1. Uh, to Anything in that neighborhood is good. Hideki Matsuyama, 27-1. to Daniel Berger at 30. Brooks Kepka 41. And Shane Lowry at 50-1. Uh, to one. Quickly, um, Colin Morikawa shot the lowest round by any player at the players last year in the uh, in the fourth round. He had a score of 66. He was the best player on the course on Sunday. I think he's finally started to figure things out. Daniel Berger has got two top tens uh, at Sawgrass. He's off that Honda choke job a couple of weeks ago. Wants to make amends for that. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, who I played in a matchup, plus 120 over Scotty Scheffler. Fitz won off the lead going into the weekend last year when Shane Lowry finished eighth in that tournament. Hideki Matsuyama, Shot a first-round 63 in 2020. This is a bad memory because uh, Mitch Moss and I both bet Hideki that year. He shot a 63, and the tournament was canceled that night. That was uh, when the COVID pandemic shut down, uh, coronavirus pandemic shut down the sports world. Hideki Matsuyama led after the first round. We got a refund on that. Didn't get to cash that ticket when he shot the 63. Um, all right. That does it for uh, golf. Quick look at the Big Ten tournament because uh, this is my favorite tournament. I grew up with the Big Ten. And uh, Nebraska, surprisingly, goes in as probably the hottest team. Cornhuskers beat Penn State, Ohio State, and Wisconsin on the road in the last week after it was announced that Fred Hoiberg was going to return as coach. Uh, Also, you've got Michigan and Indiana tomorrow. The top seed is Illinois. The number two seed is Wisconsin. Number three seed is Purdue. Purdue would be looking for double revenge against the Badgers if they play in the bottom half of that bracket semifinal. I want to take a quick look at this Ken Pomeroy graphic here. He he did the math on the percentage chance of each team to advance in the Big Ten tournament. And uh, when you look at it, uh, Purdue's got the best chance to win the tournament. Who's number two? Iowa. Check that out. Iowa was 9-1 to one at Circa a couple of weeks ago to win that tournament. Now 4-1. to one. I'm going to bet Iowa on the money line. I'm going to roll it over in each game. Hoping the Hawkeyes get the final game. I'll get a payoff better than 4-1 to one by playing the Hawkeyes that way in the Big Ten tournament. All right, we're out of time. That does it. We'll be back tomorrow. JVT is going to be joining us again from the Mountain West tournament. Good luck tonight on your uh, college hoops bets. This is The Edge, v the Sports Betting Network.